hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, payroll processing, CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. Today, we have Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. team member and the co-host of Strategic Insights Radio, David Wilkins. Today, David will be discussing business application software and the cloud. Good morning, David. Good morning, Mike. And how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Well, the floor is all yours. Oh, boy. Thanks. It's great. Actually, it's great to be back. And for those who miss me, you know, I've been out for a while with hip replacement surgery, which uh, when you look at the technology side of that, that's amazing as well. But was what was real interesting is, as, as Mike indicated, we we're going to talk business technology and business software in the cloud. One of the most interesting articles I read today in the newspaper is the fact that IBM is actually forecasting an increase in their revenues for the first time in forever. And that's all coming from the mainframe, more in, mainframe sales. So just to help set the, the tone and expectations, if you will, that uh, the mainframe's not dead and the cloud is just one of many different ways that computing and business, business computing is actually done. So for a lot of small business and medium-sized business people, you know, the real question for, that they're asking is, you know, what is the cloud? Everybody hears about the cloud. You know, the cloud is everywhere. You can't watch a uh, football game on a Saturday now, now without uh, seeing something about the cloud someplace. But uh, what is it? Well, in reality, you know, this is kind of one of those little secrets that the reality is the cloud is really nothing more, uh, well, largely nothing more than how technology, how computing, business computing got started way back in the late 60s and early 70s with uh, the old timeshare. Is it safe to say a cloud is, it's basically space where you store things? Yeah, that's a good way of like putting that? it. I like that. I, I like that. Because the reality is it's, the cloud is is not, you know, data is not up in the ether, up in the air someplace. It's on the ground and it's stored in a whole bunch of different locations all over the world. And in some of the most bizarre places you would never think of, like out in the middle of uh, Iowa and uh, uh, Montana and you name it, it's anywhere. Your and it's everywhere. Or, or your basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, I actually, I have my own cloud in my uh office at home. Um, so yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Um, but really what is the cloud and the cloud really refers to the software and services that run on the internet, um, instead of having them on your computer. So if you think about, uh, uh, your version of Microsoft windows, for example, or Excel, you know, you can buy the window, the, the, uh, office package, or now you've got office 360. Office 360 is essentially the cloud version of the same pa uh, same programs that you could that actually would run on your on your computer. Uh, they both and they both run in the same way. Uh, it's just the ones one the application software is located on your computer and the other one is uh, is in the cloud someplace you know where where it happens to be. But, you know, those, that's, you know, the Microsoft Office, uh, Office 360, uh, that's a good, a good example of, of a cloud service. Uh, Google Drive, uh, QuickBooks Online, and these are, are some of the other ones. Box or Dropbox, you know, some of the file sharing 
and Microsoft's OneDrive, all the file sharing uh, software that's out there. They all they'll provide uh, that opportunity to to take advantage of essentially remote storage. So it's it's data that's getting stored someplace someplace in the world that you can access pretty much any time. Now, and that's one of the advantages of the cloud is you can access that information uh, pretty much from any place. As long as you've got an internet connection, uh, you can get to it, which is which is what, what makes it easy and makes it really a, uh, very advantageous to business people who are not sitting in their office all day long, where they're out with clients, uh, out in meetings, um, you know, having to just travel a lot. So it gives them that opportunity to access their data from virtually anywhere uh, and using the various business applications to do that. One of the, the benefits of the cloud is the fact that, you know, it, it's, it saves a lot of time and, and money in terms of the infrastructure that you need to have for your business, um, which is great, um, especially for small, start, small businesses just getting started or medium-sized businesses that don't want don't to spend a lot of money on expanding their infrastructure as they continue to grow. Um, but the, you know, the cloud isn't, isn't perfect. And it's got its downfalls. Uh, you know, it works only as well as the inter- internet connection that you have. And if you have a lousy internet connection or no internet connection, um, the cloud doesn't work very well at all. I think that uh, a number of folks, um, when they were went through, experienced the, the hurricanes, for example, uh, you know, lost a lot of their, if they lost their internet connection, you know, they were, they were without their, applications without their data and so it's uh but but the data just to be clear david the data wasn't lost it was still there but accessing the data is hard to get to when your internet connection is not there yeah exactly that's exactly right you have to figure out you know find another an alternative approach to to get to it but those are you know again for most people that's not a huge problem it's an inconvenience but, um, you know, it's one of those things that if, if that data is, needs to be accessible 7 by 24 uh, with, with 100% uptime, then you have, to, you have to really consider something about the cloud. Uh, you know, recognizing the cloud may not be the only way to go. Uh, now, there's another term that gets thrown around, particularly when it comes to the actual uh, applications, because the cloud is really, again, as you point out, largely been focused on the data side. But there's a lot of applications that run on the cloud as well. That's also that's referred to as software as a service or SaaS, S A A S. It's it, it, what that is is that's a distribution model or a distributed processing model where you've got a third-party provider that hosts the applications and then makes those applications available over the internet through one of your serv- or one of your um, one of the uh, browsers, for example, whether it's Google or uh, you know, Google Chrome or you know the uh, Firefox or whichever one Microsoft is working today, <laughs> that's not the only thing. You've got also uh, besides the software as a service, you've got infrastructure as a service and platform as a service, which is more that's a whole other area, which we're, we're not even going to touch today. But the idea that what SaaS is it says that now you don't have to necessarily keep and buy the software, install it on your computers. Uh, you can actually license and, and license it that way. You can actually sign up and use the software that's being hosted 
by a third party and use it remotely. And again, any place in the world where wherever you can get an internet connection, and that could be on your uh, your laptop, your desktop, it could be your smartphone or your tablet. So any of those. Um, I've, we've got applications right now that we use, for example, that I can run uh, and access uh, a desktop at home or my office uh, or the laptop if I'm out with clients or off my smartphone. Uh, I'll get notifications with with updates uh, as, as for example, or, or create an invoice and accept a payment, for example, all over the, uh, the can, I can do that on my phone as well. So what that does is it gives a lots of, lots of interesting capabilities in that area. Now, one of the things that makes software as a service also very attractive to small businesses is again, it's, it's, it's pretty affordable uh, because again, what you're doing is you're not buying a specific software package. You're basically, if you will, kind of renting it, uh, but renting, renting the service. And that's why it's called software as a service. Uh, you're, you're spending money for the service and you're paying for it generally um, on a month to month basis, or you can sign up for longer term financing arrangements. Um, and that avoids then having to spend a lot of money to buy, the, buy, buy all the components, the infrastructure, the licensing, and so forth. It's also very scalable in the sense that you're not limited to you, the capabilities of your computer to how, how many transactions you can run. Um, you are limited in terms of if you have a, if your, your internet um, bandwidth, for example, is low, you know, five megabits, three megabits, something like that, you know, then, then maybe the number of transactions you can process in a given period of time would be the limitation. But if you've got a pretty high speed internet connection, uh, basically you're, you're, there really aren't any limitations to the number of transactions. And again, with the cloud and the data storage side, you know, you've got a lot of capabilities to store a lot of data out there in the real world someplace, um, as opposed to whatever, whatever constraints you might have on your hard drive uh, or your local network uh, in, in, your, in your business. What, what's also nice is they're automatic updates. So you don't have to worry about when, when, uh, when an update, update comes in you've, that you've got to install it and get it all set up and, and so forth. That's all done automatically for you. That's what the, the, that software provider does, um, which is good. The other thing, though, is that it can happen whenever, it, whenever the software provider wants it to happen. And you generally don't have a choice in whether you want to use that or accept that update and the functionality that comes along with it. You know, it's there and you're, you're either, you know, you get it whether you want it or not. So that's just one of the pluses and minuses of it. There are some downsides, though, to the cloud or to, to software as a service, and which, again, the software as a service is running in the cloud. So it's just a kind of a subset of it. One of those downsides is the fact that you have to keep paying for it in order to keep using it. So it's not like you buy a license and then you pretty much got the software and you can run it even though it's out of date. You know, if you stop run, if you stop paying for that service, you lose the ability to use that application, that, that application software. It's almost the same as if buying, you're buying a car or you're leasing a car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
that's that's a very good that's a very good uh, analogy. The other the other aspect of it is that most of the online or the the software as a service approach of uh, applications, the online they're referred to as generally the online applications as opposed to the desktop applications, don't have as much functionality. And for those people who have, are used to say the rich functionality that comes with a uh, say a QuickBooks or a Sage or or some of the the accounting software that, where there's a lot of functionality you get in the desktop version, they're not there yet on the uh, on the online versions. Why is that though? Any ideas? I think well, I think there's a couple of things. I think that one is they have to develop it. They really had to develop a, a new application to run on all these various platforms. So they've started with some of that basic functionality and growing it from there. And, you know, some of it's still mind boggling to me is why some of the functionality that you would think would be there isn't there. So I'm not sure what the rationale that they go with is other than they probably try to keep it simple, make sure that what they've got runs well, because that's obviously very important, and then add functionality as they go. I was chatting with a representative from Sage just a couple of weeks ago, and you know they were talk, We were talking about that, and they're talking. Yeah, they've got plans to add it, but it's coming in. It's coming over time. It's coming over time. And the other thing too that's also very important, and we and we see it all. We're hearing about it all the time. Our, our latest and greatest has been um, uh, Equifax uh, with the the data breach. And the reality uh, with any, when any, of the, any of the data that's out in the cloud or any of the applications that you're running that are in the cloud is that data is only as safe as the security systems that those cloud providers are, have implemented themselves. And, um, you know, that was actually one of, the, uh, one of the topics of conversation when we had Ken Lacey on the show from IPVS. Uh, several months ago when we were talking security and how, how important that is. And that's one of the areas I know that, that Ken's, Ken's company does help address. And so that's something, you know, you as a business owner have to take into consideration is, is what that is, what that security level is and how secure your data is. Right. If you're going to use a, a company for a cloud storage, it's not just going by price. You want to know about the, probably the most important thing might, would be, I would think, security. Today, right. absolutely, yeah, yeah, because yeah. just spending money, you know, or trying to save money is, you know, you can uh, the old same penny wise and pound right. foolish. Yeah, you know? you're saving money here, yet a yet a high school hacker could probably get into it. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Not a good thing, especially where where where, where that data can auto show up after that hacker has got access to it. It really comes into recognizing that as a you are relying heavily upon a service provider to provide that that service and if they have any issues downtime whatever it happens to be you're down until they get it resolved so though it's it's not perfect um, and it and it but it, it it's an option and that's the the thing to consider uh, is it the lowest cost option it may not be um, is it the most function feature rich you know, again, you know, it's not there yet, but the, you know, the question always comes is what makes, you know, what makes sense for the business? And that's, that's, that's a whole nother topic, which we'll, well, I will touch on a little bit, but uh, you know, there's a whole 
that's you know, just understanding what makes sense for a business from a technology standpoint, particularly business application software, can be a real challenge. The question that also comes up a lot of times is, well, what application software is available as a software as a service? Really, today it pretty much covers the uh, pretty much covers the map. A lot of what you think about and use is going to be is is going to have applications that are going to be running on the cloud. For example, your communications uh, and commerce-based tools, such as your <clears throat> collaboration services, you know, the Box, the Google OneDrive, or Microsoft OneDrive, um, you know, where you can share data, put it up in a, a shared uh, file that uh, all your, your uh, coworkers can access and use from any place and update where they need to. A lot of people have heard about the voice over IP phone systems or VoIP. You know, that's that's a cloud-based phone system as opposed to the old traditional, you know, Ma Bell type approach. Um, video conferencing, uh, email marketing. You know, though there's a lot of a lot of uh, software services that that to support those areas. <clears throat> you know, we were just talking about security and network monitoring. Again, there's there's tools out there, there's online versions. Uh, of, of a lot of the software uh, security, the, the virus protection and so forth that you can acquire uh, as opposed to literally buying the, the uh, CD and downloading the software onto your, your, your PC, for example. Um, you, then you've got the whole area of your core business tools, such as your accounting and finance. You know, we've talked QuickBooks, Sage, SAP, one source is another one. So there's a, there's a number of different uh, ERP type systems out there that support it. Uh, customer relationship management, CRM. That's that's a hot topic. It's uh, it's one that most businesses really need, whether no matter how big or small they are. I'm sure it's you know <clears throat> that's one that if you're not managing your customers well, you know that's that's it's really hard to grow your business successfully. Um, and it, it lot, gives you a lot of great opportunities. Uh, those in the manufacturing uh, for, or, or retail side, you know, supply chain management is another area. Uh, and sales and marketing. Um, and of course, everybody who hires a single person, you know, they get into the, the whole human resource area. And there's a lot of human, good, good human resource management services and, and applications that are out there as well. Some of the other areas are data and business documentation management, uh, content authoring, and learning management. Um, you know, there's some great programs. Uh, for example, uh, Coursera, which is a, is a great source of college courses that's available online. And that's, uh, again, an example of a, a cloud-based application. Another one that for a lot of service-related businesses are help, de- help desk software that uh, that they can run via the cloud. And then uh, search engine optimization, and then and, and finally employee and time tracking, uh, employee time tracking and monitoring. A lot of applications that can help companies uh, keep, keep track of not only their clients, uh, but through the customer relationship, but also their employees through their, their employee, employee uh, time tracking and monitoring software. So those just give you a, whole, a number of areas uh, that says, you know, there's a lot of good opportunities to take advantage of it, of 
cloud-based applications, you can't just jump on it and say, this is great. This is what I want to do. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to go back and, and deal with the fundamentals. And the fundamentals are what is this particular application going to do to help me increase revenues, reduce costs, improve productivity and customer satisfaction. And if the answer is, well, I don't know, or it's not going to do a whole lot more than what I already have, then it may not be the right solution. So that becomes one of the first things anybody has to do before when they start looking at software, whether it's going to install it on their computer or they're going to use the SaaS version of it, is how is it going to help me run my business more effectively? Because that's a challenge for a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of businesses, you know, they, they, they get started. And for one of the first things they want to do is say, well, I want to get an accounting system. Well, how much time do you really want to spend doing the accounting when you need to be out there doing the selling? You know, maybe it makes more sense when you're started to use a bookkeeping service that can do a lot of that work for you as opposed to you doing it yourself and taking away from your, what's, what's really important. You know, again, the old, sto- the old saying is more important to be working on your business, not in your business. And as, as small business owners, you know, you, you need to be focused on what's important, what's driving the business and leveraging the services, whether they're the software or, or a physical business, such as an accounting, uh, accounting firm or a, soft, uh, a bookkeeping firm or a marketing firm, for, for example, to help you drive uh, those, those, those services and the, getting those functions done as opposed to what, uh, doing it yourself. <clears throat> so when you get started, I know that there's, there's a lot to get into uh, once you've made the decision to, to make, a, make a choice of whether or not I'm going to go with software as a service or an application I'm going to install in-house. Uh, there are a lot of different aspects to consider. And it all starts with, and we're not going to get into a lot of detail today. That's, that's for another show because those are, those are topics in and of themselves. But it's important to start out with having a, a business case that makes sense, again, drives justification that's going to drive business value, that you get your users involved up front so that they understand what's coming. You need to understand what's going to constitute success. Because if you don't understand how this is going to help you run your business and your employees don't know how it's going to help you run your business, chances are it's not going to help you run your business. And with that, we're going to wrap up for today. David, what is the one big takeaway from cloud computing? If there's one thing that you want to pass along that you talked about today, that's the most important thing. If you forgot everything else, <laughs> and hopefully you can, of course, listen to this podcast over and over oh, and, yeah. and catch it again. Yeah. But uh, as far as the cloud, maybe the, the one big takeaway that you want to pass on. The cloud can be a great way to get get involved in, or start to take advantage of a particular business application and the data storage ca- uh, capabilities. 
but it's not without risk and it may not be the best solution for you. And for those companies that are considering the cloud and, and which direction to go in and so forth, this is something where Sterling Rose Consulting Corp can kind of give them some direction. Absolutely. That's what, that's what our, our, our technology consulting practice is all is really heavily focused on helping clients choose and train the, and well, actually choose, implement, train, and use the right technology by the right people at the right time to deliver, to, to realize business value. I know I have some contact information here I'm going to give at the end, including the website, but I'll let you go ahead and give out some information for those that might want to reach out to you with questions or right. to look into your services. And, and, and that's a good, good point because I would be interested in anybody who is interested in lear- learning more, you know, they certainly can reach out, but if you've got some ideas, topics that you'd like to hear about in the future, please feel free to, to let us know as well. And you can reach me directly at D Wilkins. That's D at W I L K I N S at Sterling Rose Consulting Corp.com. Or you can reach me at uh, 678 996 1308. That's my direct office number. Otherwise, you can reach us always at, and I'll let you go, go from there. That's your favorite spot. Oh, at the Sterling Rose Consulting Corp.com? Yeah, that's right. The website? The website. All right. Thank you, David, and uh, great stuff, and look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely. All right. David Wilkins here on uh, Strategic Insights Radio. This has been Strategic Insights Radio, discussing business application software and the cloud. For more information about David Wilkins and Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., Contact Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at the phone number he just gave, 678-996-1312, or visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com.